0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with More Sex. Good afternoon, MB. How
2: are you, my friend? Was I
3: that? Have... Uh, <laughs> Go was ahead.
2: that? Uh, excuse me for interrupting. Was that first tube from the Garden, 2019? You're good. You are good, and I think I was uh
1: at that show with Ed. You were and, there,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here we are, here, here we are, are. my I'm friend. In, uh, I'm in that secret off site, yeah, yeah, location yeah. bunker, oh, uh, yeah, okay, in preparation <laughs> of the civil unrest, yeah,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I you know, I saved that song for, for very, very special episodes, okay. Um, and as the audience has been anxiously anticipating this episode no one more than myself has been anticipating sitting down and speaking with the oracle himself okay
3: oh my lord.
1: Accent. okay You're- because this entire audience i would i think the a lot of them have been with us since the beginning i don't get a lot of emails saying hey i'm a new listener i occasionally get the hey i'm, I'm getting caught up and during covid people binged the thing which is just t- Mind-boggling in itself But if you were here in the beginning Like when we were first just doing this Like episode 5 or 6 Before we really had Before we were really professionals When we were like stone cold cat5 yes. amateurs yes. We, we spent a lot of time Banging on crypto Like that, you know So how long ago was it It's gotta be like I looked at some of the episodes It was like like November of 2021 where like I'll never forget Morris saying, I can't tell Cheryl the money is gone. Like those words haunt me forever. Though I can't tell Cheryl the money is gone. Guess what happened? Guess what happened? <laughs> the money is gone.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited.
2: I'm Thank so excited.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Thank you. I,
2: I don't know if I told you, but I broke my arm this week. patting myself patting myself (laughs) on the
0: back i told you to wait i said just wait it's gonna get better
1: (laughs) and it keeps
0: getting
2: better and better
1: i mean we've never seen this unfold in real time so like again we've we, You know, Morris loathes Twitter, but like if you've been paying attention to the FTX thing, the fastest place to get the news and the gossip and the story has been Twitter, where like every hour you get an update from, you know, whoever it is. And, and then you, you find out all the things that yeah. have been going on. Like it's like a, it's, it's a movie. And if, sure enough, Michael Lewis is there writing the book. I mean, you just can't make it up. How many how many emails did we send this week where we just said you cannot make it up?
2: Um, well, I, I before we had the podcast, there was the whole Elizabeth Holmes thing. Yeah, and I remember telling my cycling buddies,
1: <laughs> this thing's
2: a fucking fraud. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I tend to be Debbie Downer on stuff, so you know, I kind of got waved off. And I remember the first, the first clue there was, the board of directors included Henry Kissinger. Now. <laughs> With, with all due respect to Dr. Kissinger, who mm. invented the polio vaccine, or I forget, was that or, or pasteurizing milk? I Showing can't salt, remember which. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, it's just, come on. I know. Uh, this, so this crypto thing is, to me, is far from over, although we are at the beginning of the end. And here's... Here's the, where the end is going to be, um, tether, okay? So um, we talk a lot, or I talk a lot about how I'm bad at math, and mm-hmm. I can give you my whole history on that another day, but I, I really am, and there's, there's a, a real reason for it. But um, oddly enough, like Warren Buffett said, he liked business because the math is easy. So somehow, uh, and I blame or thank my mother for this, she said, uh, and I tease my kids a bit, um, we were, I was a senior in high school getting ready to go to college and deciding what I was going to study. And I forget how eloquently she put it, but it was basically, I don't want you going down there and getting some bullshit liberal arts degree. <laughs> Sounds well, right. Yeah. yeah. Quote, um, you better come back with something that you can earn a living with. Amazing. And yeah. because math is easy, uh, I took accounting because it's add, subtract, multiply and divide. Now, Jeez. truth be told, when we got the compound interest, that, that that was a little bit of a, <laughs> right. but, um, but uh, so my training is an accountant. I have two degrees, a bachelor's and master's. I'm a certified public accountant, yeah. and I taught accounting in graduate school. So amazing! Yeah, those are my those are my bona fides. Yeah, that's your way, founda-
1: foundation. Yeah,
2: your foundation. My wife Cheryl accomplished the same thing I did in half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Not a shock. True story. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, mm-hmm. we proceed. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows or they've heard the term audit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's a very thorough test of a business's systems mm-hmm. to make sure that they're functioning properly, which is more than just looking at the numbers and saying the numbers are right, right? They have these things called internal control procedures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first internal control procedure was the guy who invented the cash register Okay, yep. so you basically you ring up the sale, the money is in the till. The till doesn't open until you ring up the sale. That 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 is an early stage um, mm-hmm. internal control procedure. Anyway, what an audit part of what an audit does is it tests these systems and makes sure that they're functional. So that's an audit. So um, there are lesser degrees of systems tests. That over the years, I think the names have changed, and they they do different things. So, for instance, since I graduated, they came up with what's called, I think, a compilation, which was they would go in and compile the data. It didn't have the same gravitas as an audit. But now there's this thing, and we've touched on this in earlier episodes, called an attestation. (laughs) <laughs> and what an attestation is, and I is I mentioned, and I think I even put it up on the website, one of my real estate yeah. partnerships, I, I had them go and do an attestation.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: what that means is the the auditors, or not the auditors, the accountants go into the firm, they say to the chief financial officer, give me your records. And they mm-hmm. look at them and they say, yeah, these are... These, These are the are records. The records.
3: Yeah, yeah, understood. It's yeah, like yeah. –
1: uh, yeah.
2: It, it's, it's, it's worthless.
1: It's about as good as a so, notary public. Yeah, you're
2: notarized. <laughs> well, there are you have – Are a notary public? Pers- <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pass a test. Okay. Um, the thing is, a notary public, you're personally liable, which – you know, under I mean, yep. if if you're not know, worth anything, mm-hmm. it ain't a big risk. But okay. anyway, um, all this tether thing is doing is getting attestations. Okay, well, a deal cut by Latisha James, mm-hmm. moron extraordinaire from the state of New York, right? Southern District. <laughs> so she grabbed a fifty million dollar fine which is about 30 minutes Crippling. of the stealing <laughs> that is going on at Tether.
3: Right.
2: And uh, to me, is a sophisticated uh, previous life institutional investor, an attestation is merely a, a sign sticking up saying, I'm committing fraud. Wow.
3: Yeah. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah. Now, um, one of the things that holds the glue – of the financial system together is mutual trust so for those of you keeping score at home as we head into the holidays i'd invite you to watch a movie that mark and i enjoy called it's a wonderful life and we watch it all the time and in there there's a bank run Yes, there is. And the bank runs cause because there's a loss of faith in the credit. Okay. Well, in the modern era, to prevent bank runs, the auditors go in, they do an, a real audit, they certify that the company is as it purports to be, um, and that supports the, the financial system. Now, they're not perfect. An example... That actually touched the life of Old Chestnut was there was a firm up in Canada named Poseidon Enterprises, something like that. And what they did was they built sort of above-ground swimming pools Interesting. Uh, to, to dump the fracking water when they were okay. fracking. Yeah, nice. And uh, I read about it, and I got the auditor's report. And... It looked legit because I read the auditor's report. Well, oddly enough, there was a fraud perpetrated. And five years later, after the class action suit, I got five cents back on every dollar I lost. So so these things aren't perfect, but mm-hmm. they're a little bit of a, of a higher benchmark. Yeah, sure. Um, so what I come back to is uh, I'm convinced because of the lack of tether, to produce an audit of financial statement that they're a fraud. Now, do you remember last week, I think, I called Kathy Wood a sociopath? Yes. And and uh, I had this partner of a white mm-hmm. shoe law firm over dinner told me she could sue me for libel. Of and course. then he said yep. they probably wouldn't because mm-hmm. the, the due diligence would involve her going through a mental examination Um, and she wouldn't wouldn't be willing to do it, right? So I'm going to do the same thing with Tether. I'm going to go on the record and say Tether is a fraud, okay? (laughs) And I'm saying they're a fraud because they won't produce audited financial statements by a legitimate accounting firm.
1: The guy in the Bahamas
2: is no good? (laughs) You know, geographically, you know, uh, I I don't know. Bahamas is nice. They got that lifeless K. Lifeless K, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, lifeless yeah. K.
1: Life—that's what they call it. Um, lifeless K. Yeah.
2: So if if Tether wants to sue me for libel because I'm saying they're a fraud, it's pretty simple. Produce a discovery. I a audited financial statement for discovery. Okay, and. And then they can sue uh, Old Chestnut at Old Chestnut Enterprises LLC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm yeah. waiting for. I mean, look.
1: He's been dancing around story. it too. He's been dancing with the guy. He's been dancing around guy,
2: it. <laughs> excuse me for interrupting, but you're talking about the guy that's an ex plastic surgeon doctor, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay? That guy. Okay. But by the way. I can't help but think about the cheating in the chest with the anal beads from last week. Okay? It's been haunting me as well. Go on.: <laughs> Well, because it, it reminds me of this of this thing. There's a comedian named um, oh God, his name escapes me. Okay. but he was talking about how this is a joke. But I'm okay. sorry, it's early. I got to get it off my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about there's a famous actor known for sticking a gerbil up. Yeah, the dark yeah, I know. Side. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Okay, okay. And the comedian said, "The human is the only animal that sticks another animal up its ass." <laughs>
1: <laughs> that guy lives in Bedford, by the way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a rumor. That, that's a it's a joke that I heard in elementary school. You, you
2: know it now. Yeah, Here we are, twenty five.
1: Imagine that being the rumor. <laughs> Jeez, it's
2: tough. Well, anyway, uh, anyway, yeah. Go so, on. Um, come the, see us, uh, Heather. <laughs> yeah, come. I'm at and, it, and, and I'm waiting for the lawsuits against <sighs> Matt Damon and Giselle Buschenstein, Bungenstein. <laughs> Mrs. Brady. T- Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, you know, I did, I did go back and look at the very, very, very end of that little promo they did, oh, yeah. which I'm sure they were compensated for. It, d- it did say in fine print for about four tenths of a second, you may lose money, yada, 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 yada. <laughs> yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a saying, the process is the punishment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yep. So if I'm the plumber who is shot answering Tom Brady's phone going, is it the bottom, is it the toilet in the basement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm suing him because yeah. he, he's, if if I, if you went on TV and started touting um I don't know, X, pistachios, Y, Z. Pistachios, yeah. Yeah, pistachios, okay. So there's that. Um, the number keeps growing about the money that's missing. Our, our friend our friend and quasi-correspondent, Leslie Harris, I forget how he phrased it. Allow me to try, he said, because there, there was a question about how much and how long is it going to take for the investors to recover their money? And Leslie's like, something like they're going to recover zero and never. Zero that and never. Yeah. That money's gone. Okay. And, and listen, I'm chuckling. I, I want to be clear about this. Okay. The fact that people got taken advantage of is not a laughing matter to me. There are very real people that have been hurt. And by the way, they're gonna be hurt worse than they realize because if they've been doing this for a couple of years and they made some money, they paid tax on it, okay? Mm. Now the money's gone, their loss is limited to three grand a year. (laughs) So it's- It's not funny. It's not funny. But the long and the short of it is, we talk about investments here. We don't give investment advice, right? Why? Because every person's different. I even think you so eloquently labeled one of the episodes, it's all about you, right? Okay. So I'm going to give you some investment advice, okay, to Liam Allen. Thank you. Okay? Yep. It's just you and me. Mm-hmm. Anyone else, you're on your own. Okay. Yep. Don't give anybody else your money to manage. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. I don't care who mm-hmm. the hedge fund manager is. I don't care what special product some investment counselor is giving you. Don't give it to anybody. Why? Because it it won't work. Mm-hmm. It's the, it, let's let's say indisputably or disputably, if you like, the greatest investor of all time is Warren Buffett. What did he say? Put it in a low fee fund, right? Okay, why does that work? Because that money, whether the stock market goes up or goes down, that money's yours, Yeah. okay? You give it to any hedge fund manager from George Soros to Tweedledum, okay? There's nine ways that thing can go sideways. And so <laughs> the good news is you get 80 of the up, right? hmm And you get 100 of the down. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. the good news. That's- the bad news is you get 100 of the down. And if, by the way, the guy takes off with your money, okay, I don't care how much your other genius hedge fund manager makes. Zero, you don't come back from zero. It's amazing, and, yeah. And somebody said something the other day which never occurred to me, and I I felt it was a moment of genius. You think about losing money, okay? Well, you lose money, but you know what's worse than the money is the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, when people think so mm-hmm. monodimensionally about money. I made money, I lost money. Oh, I made 100% of my money. Well, how long did it take you? 42 years. Right. Well, okay. Uh, the, the point is that investing has got a time element to it, which is why when we talk about younger people, younger than me, which is most people these mm-hmm. days, whether it's you or the younger guys I mentor, uh, you know, when, when you realize and learn the power of compound interest, it's the eighth wonder of the world, right? And and but the problem is it doesn't compound interest doesn't work at zero. I I know I've said I'm bad at math, but Just, you can yeah. take zero and multiply it by anything, and <laughs> doesn't <laughs> right? matter it's yep. zero. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, so the money in the FTX is gone. Goodbye. Uh, I read something that the guy who's bigger than FTX
3: finance CZ CZ, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: I I read on Twitter Mm -hmm. that cesspool you dragged me into thank you that they've been laundering money for foreign states okay of course that's that's great yeah um and (laughs) you know I I just I didn't really prepare uh much today because I figured there was so much to talk about. I didn't mm-hmm. need to, but and invariably when you don't prepare you, you end up fucking things up. But um uh so I'm not saying the Bitcoin at sixteen thousand five hundred wherever it is is going up or going down. It it's gonna exist for good because people have it. And I there's even Beanie babies still mm-hmm. out there <laughs> they've uh, come up if you right they've uh, reared
1: that they've come up again in conversation, Beanie babies and tulips okay they're both they both yeah. showed up, yep
2: yeah, so the bulk of this business to me anyway, is pattern recognition, and so I was thinking about you know my career and how I've moved along and I realized one of the great gifts for me was I worked for a number of really, really talented traders. None of them are household names. One may be uh, John Francis Eckstein III, who was written about in um, one of the books about long-term capital.
3: In fact, it was
2: like the first five pages. Mm -hmm. Well, I worked for John for, for three years, whatever. Um, I got a note the other day from a former colleague whose name i i i haven't asked permission, so I won't mention it but he and I worked together for a brief period of time at that French grain company and um he sent me an article about the f t x it's f t x yeah yeah there's that line from that famous anti-Semite um, Mel, Gibson, Mel Gibson in the movie yeah. um, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. He just wrote a one-liner to me, bust the deal, face the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed so hard. Yeah. Um, this fellow, I, I, once again, I don't have his mm-hmm. permission to mention his name. Really one of the all-time great traders. I learned a tremendous amount. Him, in fact, I believe his son has followed him into the business as a grain trader as well. Wow, Um, or like in that that famous movie, the uh, Star Wars, it's like, Oh, I understand you've become quite a good pilot yourself.
3: Mm, Interesting, Um, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm I'm, I'm sure it's genetic. So, for instance, who's the greatest mountain biking coach in the world? Oh, Jason Tullis. Okay, Jason Tullis' son, Liam Tullis. Mm-hmm. A sophomore at, in Arizona high school finished fifth in the Arizona State no Mountain Biking Championships. Fifth. fifth. And guess what? He's a sophomore. Jeez. You think that kid's going
1: places? Jeez. Jeez. He was a kid last week, and now he's fifth in the state. Holy smokes. Good job, Liam. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He uh, So he's riding one of old Chestnut's former bikes. Nice. Now, I didn't give it to him, I sold it to him.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Now I I feel like I gave him a low market price, Mm -hmm. but I didn't give it to him because, Mm -hmm. you know, I wanted him to have skin in the game, right? Totally. So he, I don't know whether he paid me Mm -hmm. 100 bucks a week or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, you know, Jason told me about how, you know, he's never seen his son clean a bike that often in his life, awesome. and yeah, and yeah. you know, it's just one of those little little life mm-hmm. lessons that I, I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm happy I did, and I'm, I'm just delighted for uh, for the kid. I'm delighted for his dad. I mean, you know, your kids yeah. are little. Wait till they start impressing you with stuff.
3: It's fifth one of the state, it's
2: one geez. of. I mean it's it's not fifth in. Yeah, Minnesota. Arizona. Yeah, no it's, kidding. It's, it's fucking Arizona. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and anyway, um we're going to have to get some cycling t-shirts made up or something like that. <laughs> Along with Traders got to trade.
1: We got to get that merch store open before Christmas.
2: <laughs> so, I was uh having a conversation with Kevin Muir uh about uh, the crypto dynamic and um one of the listeners mentioned that I, I'm not very nice when I talk about Kevin. And I, to be clear, we make fun of each other all the time. But I was explaining something to Kevin, and I said the, the plan is basically just to ice the puck. And he said, oh, you're becoming Canadian. You're using Canadian phrases. I said, no, no, Kevin. I just want to put it in terms you'll understand.
1: Make sure you understand. Yeah, speak your language.
2: <laughs> Jeez. Um. Part of the reason I hurt myself, patting myself on the back this week, is because um I at least based on the P&L of SAX Enterprises, we nailed it.
1: You doing okay?
2: <laughs> yeah. It it Amazing, was dude. it was yep. uh honestly, uh with apologies to the market gods, it was the best week I've had since I stopped working in 2013. wow! Best, um, best week. Best week, yeah. In 10 years. Um Yeah. Best
1: week in so 10 years.
2: How did that happen? Well, it, I went back and I listened to the episode. Yeah. And, you know, there was reference to the Ethan Fanchel comment. Yeah, about yeah. How he's one I of the best. Yeah. 80% to 90%. Mm-hmm. So I found some of these uh, uh, muni bonds that I liked, right? And I was talking to uh, Peter uh, McGarry, and we were emailing, and uh, uh, I said, you know, I kind of like the long paper here, and he said, funny you, he'll probably get mad at me for repeating this now, but it's too late. Sorry, Peter. Uh he said he likes the long end. Uh, he bought some stuff out there. So I, I hung up the phone and I called Bobby and King, the Muni guys. Mm-hmm. And I said, can you get more of those those bonds? And and Bobby says, that's what we do. And, uh, <laughs> and then the, 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 the shit ripped on yeah. Thursday. Friday, the bond market was closed. Yeah. Um, in terms of the forecast, uh, my personal forecast, uh, and it relates to something that's gotten to be fairly well-known now, is um, there's this concept of seasonality. Yeah, yeah. So I, I understand we have a, div- a very diverse audience here, so I I, I I just want to explain that concept very briefly. Great. So um, simply put, you're familiar with the uh, holiday of Thanksgiving, I which am. is in November. Okay, so one would expect the price of turkeys to go up in October, in anticipation of Thanksgiving. Yep. Okay, and since it happens, Thanksgiving happens every year. You can kind of count on. Okay, so sometimes the price goes up in September. Sometimes it goes up in November, sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't go up because maybe there's too many turkeys. But roughly, you know, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And it sort of ties into this other situation where it had to be a year ago. Uh, Mark or Uncle Mark, depending on who mm-hmm. you are, said he, he had a trade that's a seasonality trade And he really wanted to get this one right. So he sent it over to me. And I don't want to talk about it specifically, but it has gotten to be a little bit mainstream. Uh, Anyway, uh, anytime my brother wants to talk about the markets, we talk about the markets, which is pretty much almost every day. But this one really resonated with me. So uh, I contacted. Uh, my uh, former colleague, Robbie Wall, and I said, hey, Robbie, marky has got this trade idea. Do you mind taking a look at it? And, you know, Robbie's like, sure. And he comes back and he says, yeah, this this thing looks like there might be something to it. So the months go by and um, it involves the stock market. And we're now we're in a bear market, right? And, and you and I are talking about it and we're talking about where I might want to buy it and, mm-hmm. and the Shiller price earnings ratio and, and this and that. And, and uncle Mark's, you know, long time equity investor and uh, you know, he's not pleased to watch stuff go down, but I was look, you know, talking to him and I said, I, you know, look, I'm not a stock guy, but I got to tell you, the shit looks like it's lining up pretty good. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, there's a seasonality component and they're banging the market and the economy's weakening. And I think we're hitting the apex in rates. I said, you know, this this might all line up. And so Robbie says, the low of the stock market, is going to be October 13th. Yeah. And this is where we had yeah. this joke because Kevin Neer put out yeah. a piece, the mm-hmm. 31st, and then we were teasing Kevin about mm-hmm. being dyslexic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I I bought a, as I promised, I went out and I bought a bunch of stuff on the open. Remember, we had the two orders,
3: mm-hmm. Colonel,
2: buy the two orders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I bought a limit, and then thanks mm-hmm. to Leslie, I bought a market order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know, this stuff's up, what, 14% from there? And and I know you're not supposed to talk about it because profits are like goblins, uh, you know, blah, 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 but, you know, fuck it. And uh, uh, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, what I thought was a nice... Thing to bring up in the show is so I was talking to Mark, and this was the first time he's worked on a trade in what I would call an institutional setting, meaning talk to other traders working together. Now we all have our own PL, we all manage it slightly differently. I don't Mm -hmm. know how Robbie and Marky did, I know how I did, and anyway. Um it kind of resonated with me as to why, and I talked about this with Mark. But why we did so well at Greenwich Capital? We had a small group of guys that would talk about trades, and everyone had their same had, had their own sector to trade, okay. But their generic themes within markets, whether it's Volatility, shape of the yield curve, level of price earnings ratios, Fed policy, money supply growth. And so when you have an open discussion about these topics, sometimes somebody says, Hey, well, if this is going to happen, then what's the market going to do? And then we would kind of distill down what the market would sort of do. And People would run around, come up with their own little sort of trade ideas and 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 talk about them and since everyone had their own sector, they could express a similar view without impacting anybody else and We had world class analysts, both of which whose names I haven't been given permission and so You know, you want to know how we made money every year for 16 years? It's it's because we sat on and we talked about these things. And, and, you know, since this is always and everywhere about me, you know, I was thinking about my career. And what was my greatest talent, I think? I think my greatest talent was the ability to bring people smarter than me together, create an environment where they didn't feel threatened, they felt encouraged to talk about what they were thinking without the risk of being made to feel bad. And most importantly, they knew that they would be compensated fairly. And that was part and parcel of the generic Greenwich Capital model. But uh, I think you know. I might as well take credit because because uh, <laughs> it's our show. Yeah, I think totally. we. I think we. I, I think we had that dialed in as good as anybody, and um, so it was fun to experience this with Mark. Especially given the result has been pretty good. It wouldn't be quite as fun if if we didn't of make money. But when when we talk about the crypto and my entire crypto exposure is this. Big Ed, God bless him, gave me $1 worth of crypto. It's at Coinbase? Coinbase, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'd get my fucking money out of there. (laughs) Dollar run. (laughs) Because you think that's any better than... Dude.
1: Binance, uh, Binance, Coinbase, Kraken. So...
2: Goodbye. So one of my friends... uh, who's very, very bright, great with computers, called me up nine months ago and had just become familiar with the cryptocurrency and was a zealot about, you know, it's the way of the future. You don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Flat earther, you're not going to make it. And he, he tells me about how there's a system called Swift. And it's kind of an antiquated way to transfer money to mm-hmm. banks in foreign countries. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, "You know, if you want to transfer money to a bank in Africa, it'll cost you $30, and you can do it with Bitcoin or, or the blockchain and it's virtually free. Virtually." I said, "Okay, that's that's great. Now you're in my wheelhouse, and let me give you a little <laughs> counterpoint to this." I said, "You go to the bank and you want to wire money to your buddy somewhere else, foreign country. And you pay them the 25 or $30. And it takes a couple of days, right? Why? Well, you give them your wire instructions. You give them their wire instructions. They make sure the wire instructions match, okay? Once everything's all agreed upon, then they wire the money. Then they acknowledge receipt of the money. And then they tell you the money has been mm-hmm. delivered. Okay, mm-hmm. And for that, they charge you the enormous sum of $25. And by the way, they're there 24-7, meaning somebody set up a business to do this. It's amazing. They're sitting there. If nobody shows up, they don't make any money. So mm-hmm. they took some risk setting up this business, right? Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. So you pay $25, and you know if there's a problem. By the way, if there's a problem. If it somehow goes in the wrong account, they go and they get it. They go get it back. Okay. Now, if you send money, I don't even know how this works. If you send money to the wrong crypto address, who do you call? You call wow. the Winklevi. <laughs> By call the way, them and say, can I, I have angry. it
1: back? This happened.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I, I keep thinking. There's that, there's that poster that I love oh. of the dogs playing poker. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> which which reminds me of that that uh, joke about when you sit at the poker table for 20 minutes and you don't know who the chump is. The chump yeah. is you. Yeah, of course. Okay. So so now you would say this is crypto winter. Um, where's Novo? Missing. Where's Where's the Winklevi? Sailor. Where's Matt? Where's Matt Damon? Matt Sailors behind bars, (laughs) right? Okay. (laughs) Kathy Wood, sociopath. Is still running around bitching about the Fed, not understanding. She
1: said the, she said the Roaring Twenties are coming. She said that the that the Fed is done, and they're done. here come the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, that's what she said yesterday. Stop, stop. Keep going. I don't want to talk I, about. I, I
2: just, I, I just, I know, I, I, I know. Just, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just sort of like <laughs> that thing about, you know. The guy in the mental institution thinks everyone else is crazy and he's the only sane one. (laughs) Right. So the crypto stuff is great technology. Yeah. You know, VCR versus Betamax. (laughs) Betamax blew it away. Yeah.
3: Yeah. If you
2: know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, I just get your money back while you can. Fast. And then go sell, then go, then go. then goes sue Tom Brady and, and Giselle for for um inciting you to invest in something that was purely a, a fraud.
1: Dude, that commercial is, is it's in hindsight, I mean even in four, even watching it in real time it's it's a ponzi scheme it's a two minute advertisement for a Ponzi scheme where he picks up his phone and he calls ten people it's It's, it's hilarious um it has been it's been so much fun and like I really I, go ahead
2: I went looking at this thing this morning because i'm old enough to remember all of the commercials for the dot com uh, era and there was one there's a couple of them one is Uh, I found, which was a guy in a sales meeting talking about how, get on the line. We got a big allocation of the stock. There's two courtside tickets for the biggest producer. Let's put some lipstick on these pigs and get them (laughs) out of here. (laughs) And I found at 3.30 in the morning, Arizona time, 5.30 your time, I found it. And it's <laughs> right. worth it's it's worth watching. Okay. Um, the one I couldn't find was, uh, I mean, we we all know the classic. Let's light this candle. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, of course. But it's there's the one. Thing. It was one over-the-counter broker that said, "What if everyone told you that everything they were thinking of, you know." People told the truth all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's like, I won't do it justice, but one of the, the little vignettes was a guy shows up to a girl's house and she opens the door and he goes from smiling to frowning. And in his head, he's thinking, my friend said you are good looking. <laughs> and the girl is thinking – this guy's never going to be a success <laughs> and then and then the guy says in his mind he goes oops i just farted <laughs> <laughs> it was groundbreaking I can't find that one. it's it's fucking priceless um yeah so uh, old chestnut says
1: get Jordan. it while
2: you can Yeah. You know well, you know and, and i old love chest- the notion
1: Old Chestnut said you never should have put it there in the first place. Okay, so now if you didn't listen in the first place, now you have to panic and see if you can log into Binance and Coinbase and get your money and go home,
2: you know? So you made a comment earlier about, you know, I couldn't tell Cheryl I lost the money. Just just to revisit that conversation so people who haven't been with us longer so back when the New Yorker wrote an article about Bitcoin like 10 years ago, she saw it and she said, it's about markets. You might like it. You should read it. So I, I read it. And it, you know, like that's back when, you know, you could buy a pizza for 11 Bitcoin. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so I showed it to our top quant whose name I've not been given permission, mm-hmm. but I've worked with him since 1992 okay so that's 30 years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so he looked at the thing and and i said well why don't we why don't we become bitcoin miners and he said well i'll I'll take a look at it and i don't know where it was at the time it could have been Mm a dollar it could have been five dollars it could have been 50. I, i don't know it wasn't it wasn't very much and he came back and he said you know we can do it but in Greenwich, Connecticut, with the price of electricity, we're not, we're not going to make any money. Okay. So I watched the thing for a while longer, and, and it's gaining a little bit of traction, but it's still not 100 bucks a coin at this mm-hmm. point. And I'm like, maybe I'll buy some just to, just to see. And so I started hunting the thing down, and it's trading on this exchange called Mount Cox. Now Mount Cox was a gaming platform. Gaming meaning like Grand Theft Auto,
3: mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't know that at the time. Legal but legend. anyway, I I'm thinking about what am I going to do and, and you know, I I'm not going to put $10,000 into something I, I I'm sure. going to put something up that it's going to mean something and mm-hmm. and uh I'm Heming and Han, and they got robbed. They got robbed of like eight hundred million dollars. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and uh, I, like the next day, I, I look myself in the mirror, and I'm like, I cannot do this. I I cannot lose millions of dollars until Cheryl. I lost. <laughs> like if I do a trade and blow up, she's got all the time in the world for me, right? Because mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. seen the highs and the lows. Of but course. Like, it's gone. Like I can't. <laughs> I'd have more luck telling her I had an affair, <laughs> dude. I think about that. But
1: like when you told me that story, uh, that was the end of crypto for me. Like that was the light. That was the light bulb that needed to go on because I was screwing around and I, you know, buying it on Coinbase and oh yeah, this is fun. Um, and then when he said, "I cannot tell Cheryl the money is gone," that that really drove the stake <laughs> into the heart. And I was like, "Oh, that that's really serious." And and I and I played that conversation out in my mind, knowing the two of them. And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. If if MB can't can't fly that up the flagpole,
2: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sailing that ship either. I I, um, I, I I don't want to misrepresent. I get permission." <laughs> To sign off before I do trade, right, I, right, I just, right. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. you know, I just, I just, I just think about it. Yeah. Um. I the know. Other that, side of that story I, is
1: that you missed out buying ten million dollars worth of Bitcoin at fifty five dollars.
2: Well, so <laughs> you you know how as a trading manager and yeah, yeah. a father of three daughters, okay, you you hear you will come to hear every excuse in the world. <laughs> okay, you know why I'm lucky I didn't buy it at fifty five dollars. Because it would have gone to a hundred, I'd have sold it, and I would have shorted it at two hundred, <laughs> and I'd have bought it back at seventy-eight thousand bucks.
3: Jeez, um,
2: I do, I do want to hit one point. Yeah, I know we we agreed we weren't going to dance on the grave, but they're just starting to dig the grave, and oh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how much validity there is to this. Okay. So I had a conversation with an older friend of mine who is in the legal sphere and he's done huge amounts of work with regulatory agencies. Mm -hmm. And he told me, uh, and this is just a conversation between two friends, so it's not something that can be relied upon, but he said, you know... If somebody came to him and said, we need to create a registration statement for this, I don't know how I would do it. And I had a conversation with Anthony yesterday talking about what is Bitcoin? Is it an asset? Is it a currency? And all of a sudden, this notion became very clear to me why it's going to be hard, if not impossible, to regulate this thing okay so that's one thing let's just take that set that aside this is the part that frightens me and it doesn't frighten me in terms of a uh, financial meltdown but it frightens me in terms of uh, what we may be heading into so uh, i'm going to go a little sideways here and i hope you can bring me back because I may get lost, but so back before and during the stock market crash, uh, this guy named Wigan, who ran Citibank, he went out and he like shorted the bank stock, sold all the stock, bought it back at a huge profit and created all sorts of uh, losses for employees, investors. And then I think there was a congressman named Pekora. I think I have this right. Okay. Google will get you. Uh,
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Anyway, that's where a lot of these security acts came in. But this Pekora guy was a, a very tenacious, bright man, and he got things organized. Why do I mention that? Well, arguably, this crypto stuff is the land of the lawless. I mean, you know, totally. why do, totally. why do I, why do I rob crypto? Cause that's where the money is. Well, every day you, you see, you hear about someone stealing something, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. When's the last time you heard about a guy running into a bank. Please. Outside of a Denzel Washington movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, really. Or, or the Joker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, The reason I do think there's something on a bigger picture to be concerned about, and this could be completely hearsay, and as a member of the Fourth Estate, you and I both hold ourselves to a higher standard, but since you so subtly seduced me to the dark side of Twitter, Mm -hmm. there has been some chatter that I've read, I I don't know whether it's right or not, but talking about how Gary Gensler, who taught at MIT, mm-hmm. worked with an economics professor at MIT. Mm-hmm. And that professor may have, do you know about this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can Can you fill in the blanks a little bit? Gensler's dad was
1: at MIT. Um and the head of the econ department at MIT is Sam Bankman Fried's dad. So the father taught at MIT. No, about ta-
2: no, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it can't be right. It can't no, right. be Bankman Fried's father. No, can't be. What do you? Okay. I, I, I thought it was something like this that um, Gensler mm-hmm. was a colleague of an economics professor at MIT. And the colleague's daughter uh, was involved in one of these adjunct corporations of FTX, something along those lines. Anyway, I would... Okay, I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Alameda CEO... Caroline, the, the CEO of Alameda, that little chick, Caroline Capital. Her dad, Glenn Ellison, is the department head of economics at MIT. Her dad is the head of the econ department at MIT. The chick that runs Alameda. All right. Prior to get a prior to getting appointed to the SEC, Gary Gensler was the professor of practice of global econ at MIT. So Caroline okay. Ellison, the father Glenn Ellison, is an MIT guy. Gensler is an MIT guy. There's your connection. That's okay.
2: Well, it's a huge. It's a huge school, so there's no way they knew each other. No way. No way. No chance. Um, and a- anyway, the inference,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm sure there's nothing to this, mm-hmm. but the inference is that the father has some parlay with Gensler at the SEC. Now, just one man's opinion. I don't own. I own a $1 Bitcoin, I will never trade it because then I'd have to tick it on my tax return. I think that if there's something to that, you now have the head of the SEC tangentially involved to one of the greatest
3: mm-hmm.
2: fraud scams in the history of mankind. Oh, yeah. Now, that that's like teapot dome right know, like the great oil yep. scandal mm-hmm. you're gonna if that is true okay get that ship in the harbor because there's gonna be some shit going on and you're gonna need uh like a pecora guy to come in and sort this stuff out I, i'm not saying gensler did anything wrong i'm sure he's an honorable guy and i'm sure this is nothing more than mm-hmm. the cesspool twitter internet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although Elon Musk is going to clean it up. Um, yeah, totally. But uh, that's, that's what I would invite people to think about, which is what's an attestation, mm-hmm. right? What, uh, you know, what do you need Bitcoin for?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, Michael Saylor argued you should use it because you can avoid, excuse me, evade paying taxes
1: said to mortgage Uh, your house mortgage your house to buy bitcoin is what sailor said jesus
2: i i could go Uh, on for hours i i I, i'm back in arizona and i think i mentioned that it like one of the the restaurants here there's like the waiter that's been there forever and he was mm -hmm. telling people about how he made all this money trading bitcoin and he Mm -hmm. kept his job because he wanted something to do and and The last thing I remember him saying was, "On the best thing is you never have to pay taxes (laughs) because you know because this is this is the same." I know it's funny, but uh, it's not. I mean, he said the best thing is you don't have to pay taxes because you just borrow against it. Oh my god! I I don't know that I can go back to that restaurant. Right? I was gonna say. I I don't know, dude. A lot of people have
1: brought up MF Global. MF Global. That that
2: word has been bouncing around a lot. Do you know, you know who cleaned that mess up?
1: Who?
2: Uncle Mark.
1: That's why my ears perked up when I heard it. Um, so according to the MF Global history, like, so that's Sam Bankman-Fried. He's the next governor of New Jersey. That's the trajectory, right?
2: <laughs> you know, somebody suggested, and this is true, the best thing that can happen to that kid is he goes into FBI, FBI custody because he's got yeah. a price on his head. Yep. Although, as I was talking about, I don't think it was you. I mm. said the bad guys are letting him twist a while mm. and let, uh, and then yeah. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna pull a, uh, uh, you know, the pedophile. Yeah.
3: Yeah, was he, I mean, he,
1: he kicked a lot of money up to the Democrats. I mean, Biden got ten percent. So, and you give the if the if the big guy gets ten percent, maybe they they keep an eye out for you, You know,
2: wait wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that guy freed that kid? Freed gave money biggest, to the Democrats.
1: Not not only did he give money, he's the biggest donor. The biggest donor. I wonder donor. where.
2: I wonder where do you think he got that money?
1: I could only imagine.
2: He wouldn't have I mean, taken it from investors, no, would he? No, 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 no. No, oh, no that would no. be wrong. No, that's yeah, that's 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 not on the up and up. Um
1: but yeah, you know, you got he had so much money and you know, he gave it to that you know, to the political political party, and, you know, so wow. 10% for the big wow. guy. Yeah. Well, I said I wanted a body. I I got my body. (laughs) (laughs) Little did I know last week. I said, you know, I'm not in Kathy Wood. Fine. I wanted a body. I got my fucking body. How about that, buddy? Okay. This has been fantastic. I like, uh, I know we weren't going to, I know we said we weren't going to do it, but, and there's been a lot of, a lot of people on Twitter, like there, you know, people lost their life savings and it's not classy and it's tacky. Okay. So is telling me to have fun staying poor and telling me telling Morris he doesn't get it, okay? And you guys have been clubbing us with crypto. You want to do Super Bowl commercials. You're going to have arenas named after you. You're going to have Tony Blair and Bill Clinton sitting down in the Bahamas chewing the fat, okay? Now it's my turn, okay? Now it's my turn. A year ago, when there was two people listening to this show, okay, we had— Two people listening to the show and Morris spent 58 minutes on Tether to the point where we had to stop talking about it because we talked about it too much. (laughs) Guess what? He was right, and it took a while, okay? It took a long time, but this is the payoff. So to that fucking clown out there who said we don't give actionable intel, who he had the nerve to post that in the Apple Apple reviews, okay? These guys are good, but they don't give me any actionable. Here's the fucking actionable intel, okay? We nailed the fucking bottom of the SPY, okay? So you got that a couple weeks ago. You would have been up 15%. And we told you not to put your fucking money in crypto. And if you had listened to that, you wouldn't have been in a panic all week trying to get your money out of FTX. Okay? So, there's oh, your intel. Lord. All right. My boy was dead right. Okay? I've been waiting since Thursday morning to get on this microphone and pat him on the back. Okay? So, anyone that wants to talk about folksy wisdom, here's your fucking folksy wisdom. Listen to Morris. We told you so. Goodbye. We're out of here.